Josh Doxson opts out. Adam Gase, Avery Williamson speak to the media via conference call and Zoom. And we discuss how the C.J. Mosley decision is a contractual killer for the Jets. Sable Radio, August 6th, getting closer to actual uh, practice, game footage on the field at training camp, and more news. Today is the deadline, the opt-out deadline, and this is key because the Jets just had another opt-out. It is Josh Doxson, the former first-round pick of the Washington football team, Um. Yeah, can't say their team name anymore. There is no team name. I always thought they should just go with the Warriors, right? Washington Warriors, it's got a nice ring. Call it a day. Yeah, Golden State has the same team, but that didn't stop the Jets or the Rangers from doubling up. Um, Giants, go with the Warriors. But yeah, the Washington football team took him in the first round, I believe 22nd overall, and... Joe Douglas moved right in this offseason, signed him in February. Doxson on the official transaction wire today declares that he opts out, which means he joins CJ Mosley and Leo K- Kolamatangi. I think that's how you pronounce it. Kolamatangi as the three Jets opt outs. And unless we hear anything else today, those should be the only three. So Doxson opts out. Hurts the wide receiver depth. He was a lottery ticket. And, you know, as long as one of the big three don't get hurt, the Jets should be fine at wideout. But one last guy now, Berrios and Vincent Smith, and now the undrafted guys, Cager and Campbell, have a much better chance. You know, Doxon would have been, it would have been tough to cut him because you want, he's a first round talent unless he completely depresses the coaching staff in August. They'd have liked to keep him and see what happened. But Doxon opts out. Gase and Avery Williamson both spoke to the media yesterday. And Adam Gase was Adam Gase, how he normally is. He maintained his playoff goal for this season. The defeatist attitude has already hit home. The Jets fan is, woe is me. Everything's terrible. This season's going to suck. We're tanking. Mosley. Jamal Adams, even Brian Winters. Listen, fans expected a Brian Winters cut. They're not crying about Brian Winters. But the fact that Brian Winters, a starter for so long, the last ties to uh, the Idzik regime, is was cut in a strange time period, early August, kind of has made some national media outlets, none of the local guys, some some of the national media outlets to scratch their head and wonder what the hell's going on. Why would they cut a guy in early August? Um, It's an interesting point that Douglas would do that. If you look at Douglas's pattern of behavior, he doesn't try to screw the player. Uh, Jamal Adams would disagree, but someone mentioned this and I thought it was interesting. I can't remember who it was. It was a fan, I believe, that... Maybe Joe Douglas allowed Winters to kind of get a to kind of give him a signal, like, "Hey, I might have an opportunity elsewhere. Would this be possible?" You know, and Douglas 
would oblige. Uh, is this good business? It probably is good business because players, that, that kind of stuff gets around the league. And players say, hey, if I come to the Jets, I know the GM is going to take care of me. I know he's, he's, he's value-driven and, and he draws a line in the sand. But if you both, if you give and take back and forth, he'll do favors. I don't know if it's possible. It would, the only other way it makes sense that he would, he would cut him at this time is that he's bringing in a free agent right away, like a Logan Ryan or a Clowney, who I don't think is coming to town. Logan Ryan, I still think it's high possibility, but that has yet to happen. Winters, everyone thought it was a possibility. He would get cut. Just the timing's off. And that's what made the national media go, hey, what the hell's going on here? Mosley, Adams, Winters, are the Jets punting the season? And the answer is no. You know, Adams, they wanted Adams. The plan wasn't to get rid of this guy. Mosley, the plan was for him to play. They're not punting a season. Defensively, it's a killer. It's going to hurt him big time. But that's not going to make or break the season. What's going to make or break the season is the offensive line and Sam Darnold's progress. If this offensive line could get middle of the pack, and dare I say top 10, it's going to be a good season. I trust Greg Williams will figure it out defensively to at least be average. You know, they don't have the pass rush, which hurts, but I trust that. It's about the offensive line, where they really struggled last year. It's about that and Darnold. So Gase maintaining his playoff goal this season shouldn't be a big surprise. Quote, playing in January is always the goal. Always going to be the goal. I would say he's extremely motivated, and this pertains to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, he said, I would say he's extremely motivated. I mean, he looks great. He's coming in in phenomenal shape, end quote. Gase hit all topics. Uh, he also talked about C.J. Mosley, and this is an interesting thing too. Quote, we had multiple conversations Fairly early in the process, he was at least thinking about it. I appreciated that he did that, that he communicated, end quote. Gase is referring to Mosley's communication throughout his opt-out process, thinking about opting out, which means this wasn't sudden for the Jets. They didn't just wake up one day and, and Mosley called him and said, hey, I'm not playing this year. It seems like the communication was there throughout, and he was thinking about this early on. And Gase telling the media that this week is, is, is really a tip of the cap to Gase uh, for all the crap that he you know deserves to go through for times with the communication and the leadership, the head coaching stuff, that he has not demonstrated the ability to, to be a great coach in this league. This is one for the positive, the communication. The other one is Avery Williamson as well. Avery Williamson, remember the injury last year in Atlanta, I believe it was. Gase immediately blamed himself. He told the media right away, I blame myself. He shouldn't have been in there. Hey, it's football. But the fact that he's willing to take the criticism and put it on his shoulders is something, again, that gets overlooked early last year. Maybe it, you know, hurt him in the end. Uh, Williamson said, Gase has talked to him constantly since the injury. Quote, yeah, he definitely talked to me since the injury. 
It definitely makes you feel better. There's definitely a lot of frustration that comes with that. I was excited. I feel like I was getting a grasp of the defense, then ACL. I had my moments when I was in some dark places. I feel like I moved past it. Coach Gase, he definitely told me a million times, hey, I hate that it happened, Williamson said. So again, quick little nod, quick little tip of the cap to Gase in an area that he deserves criticism. He deserves question marks. And speaking of Mosley, he joined a Facebook Live event dealing with a veteran, during with the military. He comes from a military family. And on that show with Tanika Richard, a veteran herself, the Wounded Warriors Project was involved. He explained to everyone why he opted out. The interesting thing is that he also said he's going to use this time to find that flame again, which kind of suggests he lost some passion, lost some love for football. Is it true or did he just, you know, use poor choice of words or is he anticipating losing that flame after two years? Who knows? Quote, I'm out all year, so I have all this time to mentally get better, physically get better, kind of readjust and kind of find that flame again. It was going to be a tough road coming back this year for the man. His injury, groin injury that needs surgery is probably the trickiest muscle injury of the known ones, if you're not a doctor, of all of them. Because groins are tricky. They could be nothing. They could hurt really bad, heal in a few days, or they could be season enders. It's all different. And this is the same guy who had hip, a serious hip injury in Alabama. At 28 years old, coming back from this injury was not going to be easy. So Jets fans were were counting on him, penciling him in. Even before the opt-out, it wasn't going to be easy. It's a tough road to come back. On top of that now, he's going to be out two years. Ask any football player to come back after two years, plus an injury, extremely tough. He's the highest paid Jet. It's extremely tough. And contractually, A lot of people have been saying this is a break for the Jets because they're going to get more cap room this year. They're going to get more cap room next year. It's not a break. This is a killer for the Jets. Yes, it's true. They get more cap room this year, more cap room next year. Um, What happens is Mosley will receive $150,000 or $350,000, depending on his uh, high-risk medical clearance. I don't think it's been decided yet. We'll call it 150000 He gets that against the base salary, his 2020 base salary, and he gets his roster bonus, which is $10 million. So all in all, he's going to have, uh, instead of a $17.5 million cap hit this year, it's going to be $10 million. They save $7.5 million. In 2021, his cap hit will be $7.5 instead of $17.5 million. So they save $10 million. Next year, 7.5 this year, tell me, tell me next year. Yeah, while that's a positive, that positive does not outrank the negative that is this contract lingering. The man's going to be 29 years old, and now instead of three years left, there's going to be four years left. That means everything gets pushed back. 
So think about it. If he comes back and is just terrible and is over the hill, instead of having the ability to cut him next year and save some money, they can't do it. They have to wait a full year. And the numbers in terms of saving money against his contract is drastic. If the Jets, without the opt-out, the Jets next offseason could have cut Mosley and saved $5 million. The dead money would have been 12.5, but in the end, due to everything, they would have saved $5 million. Now, if they cut him next year, you know, he just can't return. He's just no good anymore after two years. They will be in the hole $12.5 million. That is an insane number to be in the hole. That means there is no other option but for him to come back and be the man he was and be a starter. And this is asking the man to do it after two years off with a groin injury at 29 years old, relying on his sideline to sideline speed. It is the odds against that are tough. They're tough, folks. It's tough. Douglas took this team with a bunch of bad contracts. Tremaine Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, CJ Mosley. Doesn't and when I say bad contracts, it doesn't matter how good Bell or Mosley may be. Their production slips within a team environment that that doesn't support them. And on top of that, if the production doesn't match up to the salary, it's a bad contract. Bell, Bell's been everything. Everything they could have asked for off the field. A leader. He's been everything. He's been the calm of the storm, the calm after the storm all the time. Mosley, you know, after missing only three years, his whole career before the Jets in Baltimore, he's now going to miss two straight seasons. They're bad contracts. Joe Douglas taking this over, I have no doubt in my mind, his goal was to rip through these contracts as soon as possible. Le'Veon Bell could be cut next offseason, and they save money. Doesn't hurt the doesn't hurt the cap drastically. Mosley, they now have to bank on this man to play next year. And the first time they could cut him is before the 2022 season where they'd save by 5 million. And then 2023, it'll be 15.5, 2024, 17. I'm going to venture to guess he won't make it until his fifth, maybe even fourth year. It depends. You know, Bobby Wagner, still 30, or he's already 30, and he's still one of the best players, one of the best inside linebackers in the league still. It's rare. It's a rare thing. And also, Bobby Wagner never had to come back after missing two years. So with Mosley, with Joe Douglas, there's the positives of extra cap room next year. It's not even close to the the negative that is everything gets pushed back in his deal. You know, when his deal's over after the 2024 season, he'll be 33 heading into 2025. Will teams even, you know, seek his services? It's very tough. Players fall off at times in their late 20s, early 30s. And, you know, with an injury and missing two years, not seeing, not having his contract linger would be ideal, would be the goal. Lastly, uh, one Jets Drive is back. First episode. I think it's pretty long. I think it's like 20-something minutes. Uh, they talk about New York City New York City tough during the pandemic. I saw some highlights with the with old school Mets, Yankees, uh, what, uh, Rangers? I don't know if they were Rangers. Knicks. Knicks were definitely in there. 
but that was the vibe. The New York City tough mentality, uh, Joe Douglas's trade with Jamal Adams, and Steve McClendon. Steve McClendon was in it a ton. Highlights that have come out of Florham Park include Darnold to Bell. And if you're on YouTube, you see it right now. It's basically just a go pattern, a streak, a nine route, where Sam finds him on the outside, uh, far and away, by the sideline, at a danger, outside shoulder. Bell makes the catch while it slips off his hand just a bit. August 17th is when media should start to pile into practice. I don't know what that's going to look like, but that's when it's really going to ramp up. So as fans, you'll have a couple more, a week and a half to to go without much coming from camp in terms of play, depending on how the testing goes. And then once August 17th rolls around, it, it, unless something drastically changes in the world, football should be right around the corner. That's the that's the date to really mark. So, hey, next man up. That's something Gase and the whole team continues to preach. Um, whenever they talk to the media, that is their calling card, next man up. And Gase in Miami, he's with Tannehill, 24 games out of a possible 49. The injuries have been prevalent. Last year, what are you going to do with Mono? Pandemic, you while you while you appreciate the next man up tag line, you know, continually saying it, building that culture, while you appreciate it as a fan, you don't want to hear it anymore because you don't want to see these injuries anymore. And that, the offensive line, Sam Darnold, that is what's going to make or break 2021. I'm, excuse me, 2020. You know, C.J. Mosley, bad contracts. It's a contractual killer now that he opts out. Um, it's even might even be more of an impact than him sitting at the season. But yeah, don't don't come to the party with the defeatist attitude. I know it's tough, decades upon decades. But you're only hurting yourself if you do that because if you look at it realistically. Mosley and Adams, yeah, it'll, it'll kill the defense. But this franchise, this organization, this season is about the offensive line. And if the offensive line drastically improves, if Mekhi Becton is starting right away and mowing guys down, and Connor McGovern's leading leading the unit, and that unit, that offensive line is humming, Sam will finally get to understand what Sam Darnold is. The world will finally be able to gauge him properly. Check out JexXFactor.com, JedXShop.com. There's a bunch of new t-shirts, including uh, Slim Mim. This is Denzel Mims. There's a Flashton Davis, Flashton the Superhero. Uh, a bunch of other ones coming soon. Uh, Blewitz Blitz is going to have a film review on the new guy, Bradley McDougald, pretty soon. It's a monster review. And Nanny of the Cool Your Jets guys, Nanny and Blessington, are going to have a show coming tonight or tomorrow morning which I'm going to hop on, actually, uh, regarding Adam Gase. So, till next time, Sabo Radio.